SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hour number three of the morning after on a Friday right here on SportsGrid and Sirius XM channel 159 all across the sports grid network as well i am ben stevens our, our third hour each and every weekday is happy hour but certainly on a friday as well and a great happy hour in store for you over this next hour until noon eastern time benny and the bets hits the street to figure out what the heck we're going to do on sundays now without football we'll see that coming up in just a couple of minutes and then keith arizari from right here on sports grid Betting above the rim returns this weekend. So Keith breaks it down in both college basketball and the NBA at the All-Star break. And he probably roasts me as well for my workout routines because Keith loves to poke fun. And we'll have some fun here on a Friday on the Spiz Grizz. So some breaking news on this Friday. And I believe we have the graphic up and ready to go already. Shout out to our graphics producer, Jesse Metzger, working very, very quickly. This just a couple of moments ago on Twitter, and you're seeing this report from Nicole Auerbach, a national college football writer for The Athletic. The college football playoff will not expand until the conclusion of its current contract, which runs until at least 2026. So the CFP will stay at a four-team format until the earliest 2026 that is a huge bummer because last offseason they floated the idea that a 12 team expanded playoff was a realistic possibility by 2023 so it's like they dangled the carrot in front of us and then just pulled it away and now we have no expansion of the college football playoff until the earliest 2026 when the current contract expires. So until then, over the next couple of years in college football, the CFP will remain at four teams. It's like, oh, I wonder what expanding the college football playoff would do. More exciting games, more fun, probably on-campus environments. We'd probably have a better and more thorough field because did we not learn anything from when the NFL expanded its playoffs and then got some of the best divisional round games we have ever seen when both four seeds made the Super Bowl to play each other in a game that was decided by three points. But what what do we know? It's not like everybody has asked for expansion in college football to not get it now until the earliest 2026. Bummer. Anyway, as we look from college football to college basketball, an expanded field for the NCAA tournament has only created more madness, and that's a lot of fun. And we're getting close to the madness in the month of March. Only three weekends left now in the regular season for most of those power or high major conferences across the country in college basketball. And that includes the Conference of Champions, the Pac-12, a big Thursday night in the Pac-12. And we start in Pauley Pavilion, our West Coast wake up right now on the morning after a shout out to Spectrum Sportsnet LA out there in Los Angeles. You can catch the morning after on Spectrum Sportsnet Los Angeles each and every day in its entirety, all three hours. And in LA last night, as we welcome in our West Coast audience, UCLA, a big bounce back victory for the Bruins at home against Washington State. Number 13 UCLA winning by 20 points 
UCLA entered the game losing three of their last four. They needed something to build in positive momentum, and they found that last night in Westwood, winning over Washington State by 20 points and covering as a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. A welcome to our Sports Grid radio audience here to begin our number three of the morning after on a Friday right here on the Spiz Grid. Sirius XM Channel 159, all of our terrestrial radio affiliates as well. I am Ben Stevens. So as we dive into some of the numbers for UCLA, beating Washington State last night, winning by 20 points, covering as a nine-and-a-half-point favorite, snapping a little bit of a slide for the Bruins because they entered having lost three of their last four games. And now as we look at the Pac-12 title odds, Arizona is a very heavy favorite at minus 1700 but it's interesting in comparison to look at where the Pac-12 title odds are right now to where they were just a couple of weeks ago because just about two and a half weeks ago just a little over two weeks ago actually UCLA and Arizona met for a span of eight days they played each other twice and at the conclusion of that second game in which Arizona and UCLA split those two meetings even after Arizona won that second game the Wildcats were only minus 110 as a slight odds-on favorite to win the Pac-12. UCLA at that time was even money, plus 100. But now UCLA is 23 to 1 to win the Pac-12 conference. Arizona is minus 1700. The reason why? Well, the Arizona Wildcats, a two and a half game lead atop the Pac-12 standings. USC two and a half games behind in that second spot. UCLA, a half game behind the Trojans, who UCLA lost to this past weekend on Saturday. UCLA, three games back of Arizona, entering this weekend in the Pac-12. Excuse me. So as we look at the Pac-12 title odds right now, once again, Arizona hosts Oregon this weekend on Saturday night. Arizona, a perfect 13-0 at home this year. 7-5-1 and ATS, now actually a perfect 14-0 at home because Arizona beat Oregon State last night but did not cover as a 24-point favorite despite winning by 14 points. So a big one between Arizona and Oregon. Arizona now has won seven straight games. Oregon lost last night to Arizona State by more than 20 points. An inexplicable loss for an Oregon team that had won 11 of their last 13 entering last night. We go to the streets of Manhattan. What are we going to do without football? We find out next in Benny and the Bets. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This is a Friday on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159, but it's not a football Friday for the first time in many, many months here on TMA. I am Ben Stevens, and I am sad about that. And joining us now, as he does every Friday, it is our executive producer in the mornings, Alex Fasano, who I would assume is also upset. There is no football this weekend, Fasano. What are we going to do? I have no idea, Ben. You know, I'm still uh, trying to get the time adjustment back from West Coast time, East Coast time. It's taken me a week. You know, I don't travel often like like yours truly here, Mr. Big Shoes over here, uh, traveling all over the country. <laughs> but you're used to the jet lag. You're used to the time difference, I'm sure, more than someone like myself. Yeah, a little bit. 
And you got to stay on those East Coast hours, even on the West Coast. And we did, for the most part, very early mornings in L.A. But that was all in preparation for Super Bowl Sunday, the final football Sunday of the year. So, like, now do I go, like, hang out with friends? Like, do I go, like, eat breakfast? Like, do I have brunch plans? Do I, like, run errands? Like, I might run an errand on Sunday afternoon, Fasano. I don't know what to do with myself. No, Ben, you know, we, we all love brunch. Come on, we got to plan a brunch uh, one mm-hmm. of these weekends. Maybe we'll get the crew out there, the Spiz Grizz crew on some brunch time. Uh, but you're right, Ben. I mean, I, I, I have my hockey. I know nobody nobody cares about hockey. Uh, shout out Greg Sussman. But we have our hockey. We have our basketball. It's all-star weekend. There are ways to get involved. We just got to find them, right? Yeah. That's what we're here for, finding the winning edge. I mean, you know me. I love college basketball as much as the next person. And there's a great slate on Saturday. Even more games on Sunday. Rutgers and Purdue inside Mackey on Sunday afternoon will help to fill the void. But that will come to an end soon. And then all of our Sundays, it's like getting an extra day of the week back. On one hand, it's optimistic. On the other hand, it's just kind of sad. We don't have football for such a long time. Oh, it's like it's like daylight savings, you know. When when springtime is here, yeah. it's nice, but it's really not nice because we spring ahead and we fall back. It's always a little little nice little daylight savings uh, aspect. But we don't we don't care about daylight savings here. We care about winners and we care about the people of New York City. And we want to know how Ooh. they felt about no more Super Bowl, no more football, no more action on every Sunday. So let's all just take our deep breath as we do every Friday and enjoy another rendition of Benny and the Bets. That emptiness you feel in your heart, the void all around you, well, that's because football is over. I guess one of the silver linings is now we have more free time. So today we hit the streets of Manhattan to find out how New Yorkers are now going to spend their Sundays. Oh, great throw right there, a spiral. Sir, what are you going to do now that football's over? Um, well, I need to find another pastime. It never really started. I don't know, I'm gonna go snowboarding this weekend and I guess get over it. It's not over. It's not over? What does he know? No, I'm Brazilian, I like soccer. Spend time with your family and your loved one. Drink, Ennis. Wait for baseball. Watch basketball. What should we watch? The Knicks. They suck. I guess a lot more time with my wife and daughter. Uh, I don't know, I'm not as much. Are you looking forward to that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're on camera, so you had to say that. Yes, of course I am. We're going to wait for baseball, but baseball's in a lockout. Are you nervous? No. Too much money to be lost to be nervous. <laughs> Play guitar. Watch basketball. Stay home, watch movies. Go home to Scotland for soccer. It's hockey season, Rangers, baby. Uh, hot yoga? Like high care? <laughs> yoga and meditation. Very good. Lots of things. Uh, riding, bicycling exercising, writing articles. Um, Wait for MLB or basketball. It's brutal. I got nothing. My son and I have one thing to talk about, football. That's all we do. What are we going to do now that football's over? Um, Wait until next season and hope for the best. You think you'll talk with your son more? No! (laughs) I have nothing to talk to him about. Okay. I don't know. Me neither. The Super Bowl was fire. It was fire. I thought it was a pretty good game. I think Joe Burrows has a bright future. I thought it was a great come from behind win. Um, I was cheering for the Bungles, but uh, you know I'm a, I'm a Steelers fan. I think um, the Rams was the better team overall. I already knew they was going to win. Oh my God! That's going to have to hold me over for the next seven months. Here we go. And hold on. 
He had to take that because football is over. It is over. Nope. Oh, See, football is over. It is, it is. What do you think you're going to do on your Sundays? I'm going to stare at a wall and pray that my son has something to talk about other than football. What about brunch with your friends? No, I have no friends. Ready? Nope, 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 nope. Football is over. Football is over. Well, I'm also a hockey and basketball guy, so I'll probably be picking up on that. What about hanging out with loved ones? Nope, I don't have any loved ones. Uh, Sundays are gonna be tough, yeah. I think I'm gonna go for a ride on bike or something. And let it, wait, oh. He's gotta take it from you, football's over. Football's over. <laughs> uh, rock climb maybe a bit, okay. yeah. You think I could rock climb? Yeah, for sure. Maybe go to brunch? Yeah. You wanna go to brunch together? Uh, no, I prefer my And, hold on. Football's over, sorry. Now, before we get into anything else, Ben, let's just first acknowledge that for those who didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this was the first time I was not out on the streets or for Benny and the Bets. That guy you saw catching the passes and stealing the footballs is our esteemed producer, John Shames, the one who helps make everything run smoothly here on the morning after crew. It was nice to get Shames in the mix, right, Ben? Absolutely so, and he's a big guy, as you can see. He was running through people to get that football back at times, lowering a couple of shoulders. You probably know John Shames because even on Football Fridays, throughout the duration of the NFL season, he was the producer, always picking a basketball event for the weekend and never a football play for you, even on a Football Friday. Yeah, you know, he sticks to what he knows, and that's because – he knows basketball, and I think because of that, he's got the best record out of all the producer picks. I don't, we don't, we don't have wow. official scoring, but if I were to put my money down on somebody to have the best record, it would be John Shames. So, guys, let's get into it. Let's get into some producer picks. Let's see what John Shames is cooking up today for NBA All-Star Weekend, and it looks like he's going with Luke Kennard to win the three-point contest. I got him at 6-1. to one. He's got him at 5-1. to one. We see him move down. He's plus 450 now, one of the favorites. Yep. I mean, the way the market's showing, this is a great bet, Ben. I mean, I don't understand how you can have a dollar and a half of movement for a three-point contest in about a 12-hour span, but that's what's happening right now. Luke Kennard, the best three-point shooting percentage in the field, 43.4% this year for the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah, you know, people were saying Big Cat, the dark horse at 12 to 1. Shout out the early line. Uh, but they do a great job over there, guys. Come on, the early after. Don't want to <laughs> don't want to slander anything. But, you know, there are some other options. But it's the, the way the market is moving, it seems like Luke Kennard is the way to go. And I got him at 6 to 1. So I'm feeling pretty. Uh, James is sitting pretty. We're all, we're all riding yeah. with Luke Kennard tonight. Uh, but that's not the only competition we're riding today, Ben. My best bet. We're going with the, what is this, the skills challenge, right? We got team skills yeah. challenge. I'm going with team Ante Tecumpo. Alex, Giannis, and Thanasis is all going to get it done. As Dom Toretto famously once said, it's about family. And I think family takes the competition in this All-Star weekend. What do you think, Ben? Can you spell Ante Tecumpo without looking at the board right there? Close your eyes. Uh, A-N-T-E-T-O-K-O-U-N-M-P-O. Ante Tacumpo. Boom! Got it! Look at that! There you go. Well done, yeah, Alex Fasano. <laughs> my, my spelling prowess aside, let's quickly get into Jesse Metzger, our graphics producer's pick. He's going with you, Penn, yep. a team total over 70 and a half. I, I mean, Ben, I think they're playing Yale. Uh, what are we doing? Some Ivy League capping now with some college hoops? Again, Jesse, the most astute and sharp play of them all. A team total in college basketball. That's where to find the edge. Pan, a four-point dog tonight, Fasano, against Yale. 
uh, in New Haven, Connecticut, where I believe Yale is located. Yes, yes, that is correct. Ivy League. Shout out the Ivy League. I guess Jesse's got a guy in uh, Cornell. He's got the inside scoop or something. That's good looks. I mean, Jesse Metzger, our graphics producer, always the sharpest of the plays, but I love all the plays for basketball this weekend. Alex Sano, by the way, a wonderful haircut that you got. Looking spiffy on this Friday, entering the weekend. And All-Star weekend, a college basketball weekend. We look at basketball up next year on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Not a football Friday on the morning after, but a basketball Friday on the morning after on SportsGrid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. The reason it's a basketball Friday, especially right here, right now, and for the next two segments, is because Keith Irizarry joins us on the grid. And starting this weekend, starting tomorrow, betting above the rim is back. And Keith will host that show on Saturdays to get you set for all-star weekend this time around a college basketball saturday slate and he helps us do that right now here on tma keith great to have you on the show once again ben i got so many questions for you i got the first question and this may get us in yeah. trouble with our bosses but I'm, I'm here for that i'm all about that action um okay. it was betting around the rim last year it's now betting above right. the rim you you nailed it you were perfect with it your thoughts on the change of the name go ahead I enjoy the idea of above because you always want to be increasing your profitability and that's what I know you will do on the show that I like to call batter or B-A-T-R around these parts. So I actually like the above the rim and as a guy that plays his basketball below the rim, neither really makes sense to me in that perspective. So yeah, I'm okay with betting above the rim. What about you, Keith? I'm all in on it. I actually thought it should have been above the rim last year, too. Love the oh. name, but betting above the rim is the way to go. So I like that. I am always above the rim when I'm playing ball. Uh, can we go a little bit further into your basketball game? So, you know, I love, and, and I know you're the host of the show, but, you know, I'm hijacking it right now. I yeah, love I like it. following you on social media. Everyone should. You're awesome. You are a man of the people. Um, so you played three games of pickup basketball last night. You're like 14 yeah. years old, and you told yeah. the world that you're sore and out of shape now. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I am 28 years old. I played three games of pickup basketball. Actually, wanted it to be more, but I couldn't make my free throws at the start to join the first game. Either way, it was a grueling battle out there, and I also went on a run yesterday, as Keith will probably bring up later in the show, and I sweat a lot during basketball, Keith. I'll send you some photos after our game next week to round out our pickup time, but every time I've sat down in a chair this morning, I've been making like the old man grunts of like the ugh as I sit. So yeah, I'm washed. I'll admit it. I'm washed. When was the last time you played pickup basketball? Because that that's the that's the key to this right like it right. doesn't mean you're out right. of shape because you're making the old man grunts it could, could just be that you haven't played pickup basketball in a while well it's just kind of like a part of a rec league type feel or at least we've rented out a gym for the last two months but i was off last week at the super bowl in la so the body had to reacclimate that's why i think i'm sore than most times 
that makes sense. I, you know, I'll give you a pass on all of that. And the world does want to see a sweaty picture of you because no one actually believes it. We don't actually believe you have sweat glands. Listen, here I'm cool under pressure out on the floor. As you can tell, my voice a little bit raspy because I'm always trying to be a floor general. I'm already always trying to facilitate. And like I told NBA TV's Chris Miles, I'm always calling out picks. So, Keith, if we're playing together, somebody's coming up to set you a pick. I'm yelling, right, right. Or, hey, Keith, by yourself, by yourself. Always making sure that my teammates, whether here on the morning after or part of the Spiz Grizz or on the basketball hardwood, know what they have ahead of them. Consummate teammate. It's why everyone loves you, Ben. It's why everyone loves you. you except for most people, but everyone does. Wow. Nice. Way to throw in the little jab there, Keith Arizari. I appreciate it very much. <laughs> I am glad, despite all of this, to have you on the show on this Friday to get set for betting above the rim and what the people can expect over the rest of this basketball season. And Keith, let's start with my favorite of the two basketball sports that we have on the men's side. And in college basketball and look at college hoops now that we have only three weekends left in the regular season for most of the high major conferences so let's go very big picture first the national championship market Gonzaga a short price at plus 410 Arizona Kentucky plus 850 Auburn and Purdue tied for the fourth best odds at 10 to 1. So, Keith, as you have been paying attention to college basketball here in the month of February, how do you evaluate this market? I think Gonzaga, while just at plus 410, and you look at them and you go, ah, that's not the best odds for me. I love their team. I love what Drew Timmy has yep. been, being back with the squad. Obviously, Chet Holmgren, we all knew about him coming in. He's fantastic. I believe in this team now the conventional wisdom would be you lose in a national championship you you win in the in the final four on, on a buzzer beating crazy shot by Jalen Suggs last year who's now gone Corey Kispert is now gone and the conventional wisdom would be they would get tripped up during the the run towards a national championship game again I came into this year believing in this squad I'm going to stick with them they're at plus 410 so you're still getting four to one odds not terrible there I think there are other behemoths you could look at as well. But uh, to me, and I know you want to get a little bit further into this, but to me, uh, it, it's it's Gonzaga's national championship to lose. And that was a lot of what the feeling was last year as well. There was a clear delineation between Gonzaga, Baylor, and the rest of the field by the time we got to the NCAA tournament. And although Gonzaga has yet to win the Natty under Mark Few, over the last six NCAA tournaments, two national championship game appearances, two more Elite Eight appearances, and two berths outside of that to the Sweet 16 as well. So the narrative that Gonzaga can't win in March isn't necessarily founded, but it is a little bit when it comes to cutting down the nets as the last team to do so in early April. So not only Keith the favorite to win the national championship at plus 410, but also the only team in minus money to reach the Final Four. A clear indication from the FanDuel Sportsbook that Gonzaga should at least factor into the race to be a national championship contender. Outside of the Zags, though, who are a few teams you are looking at at this portion of the home stretch of the college basketball season that you think can make some noise in March? I like Kentucky. I, I think what they're doing is solid. Uh, Shubway has been awesome for them, a double-double machine. 
I'll yep. look at Duke as well, and I know they're slipping a little bit in the rankings right now, but Paolo Bancaro is amazing. Obviously, we need to know what's going on with Coach K and whether or not this team is going to have him on the bench each and every day. Obviously, uh, a couple days ago when he didn't come out for the second half and they barely get a victory, we yep. can. That, I think that's a little bit of a different discussion. That Villanova-Providence game, I know you and KW were talking about the the odds for Providence You know, getting uh, – was it getting to the cha- national championship or winning the national championship you guys were talking about? Winning at 100 to 1. So, although I'm not sure Providence will be the national champ, it's a hopeful time of some cash-out value or maybe something come March. But it was the idea that the number eight team in the country with three weeks left of this college basketball season was 100 to 1 to win the national championship. A $5 sprinkle to win 550. By the time all is said and done, it seemed to make a lot of sense to me, Keith. Yeah, hard to argue with you on that one. And I think that's something, and and I know that we're not talking football, but it's something I was actually talking to a dad at my son's AAU basketball game last night about the whole futures market and how if you really want to dominate the futures market, as you just said, sprinkle, there is a way to sprinkle on a lot of different teams and still come out on top. You think about, I know the Bengals didn't win the Super Bowl, but had you bet them and they were whatever, it was like 110 to 1, whatever the large, 1,000 to 1, whatever the number was, like you could take away certain teams. You look at things right now, I think you throw a little bit of money on Villanova. If Colin Gillespie is healthy, tell me why he can't lead them to the Final Four. Jay Wright is a Hall of Fame coach. Shout out Hofstra. He was there when I was a a student (laughs) at Hofstra. But Jay Wright... Like, we believe in coaching matters, especially on the yep. collegiate rank, because these guys, these kids, I'll call them kids, follow what their coach says. So Villanova at, what, 27 to 1, I think they're yeah. worth it. And we can go to your Big Ten boys. Purdue, I'm not yet sold on them, but right. Jaden Ivey is stinking awesome at the sport of basketball. So when you have a star like him, there's an opportunity. Absolutely so. And Keith, you bring up a great point about Purdue, and then we'll touch on Nova as well. If you look at the predictive metrics and what Ken Palm has for Purdue right now, they're the fifth best team in the country in the AP poll, but 13th in his efficiency ratings. Why? They're the most efficient offense in the country, but they rank 98th in defense. That is not a good recipe for success by the time we get to the NCAA tournament and the Big Ten has not won a national championship in men's basketball in over two decades. I think you bring up a great point about Villanova. I was having this conversation with my roommate before that game at the dunk on Tuesday night, and he asked me just straight up, who do you think is a better team, Villanova or Providence? We had all bet on Providence to cover as a four-point dog, but he said, who is better? And I said, listen, if Villanova's healthy and Colin Gillespie is healthy and he's still not fully 100%, Villanova's going to be a team to be reckoned with come March. And you saw even not fully healthy Colin Gillespie drop a career-high 33 points in that win over Providence in Rhode Island on Tuesday night. It was absolutely fantastic, that quality of basketball game, which certainly leads us to the ending of the regular season in college hoops and then into the month of March. The first time Keith Arizari and I ever worked together Last year on betting around the rim, now betting above the rim. And I remember Keith asking me about Rutgers basketball. Rutgers basketball, winners of four straight against ranked opponents. They play Purdue 
on Sunday in Mackey in West Lafayette, Indiana. But Keith, something to keep an eye on as you do your handicapping this weekend. Ron Harper Jr.'s availability for that game against Purdue on Sunday. Rutgers has won four straight against ranked opponents outright as an underdog in all four. So Keith's expertise on the hardwood, not just college hoops, but the NBA as well. We look at the all-star slate and just where the league stands for a second straight segment coming up next here on the morning after on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Oh, we are having some fun on a basketball Friday on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. Alongside Keith Irizarry for a second straight segment, I am Ben Stevens. Keith is hosting Betting Above the Rim starting tomorrow right here on the Spiz Grizz. Keith, can you start working Spiz Grizz into your lexicon on the newly coined Betting Above the Rim? If I had a thumbs down, I would give you, I'll just do this. Ah, ah. it's like the Yankees fan in you coming out again, Keith. And, well, no, the Mets guy did it. Wasn't the Mets guy the two thumbs down, right? No, it was the Yankees fan. I'm pretty sure. All right. It was the Mets. It was the Mets players that thumbs down their own yes. crowd, Hobby which was the whole Hobby thing Baez. last year. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I um, miss, I mean, no. baseball would be fun Wait. if we had it back. I don't know if that's going to happen ever, but yeah. I just do sad face. Yeah. Okay. That's very did fair. You think I, did you think my camera froze? No, I just do sad face for you. Yeah, I, I did. No, I did. I was like, uh-oh. All right, good. Just a little sad face. I'm glad. Uh, again, I'm glad no Spiz Grizz for me. We do have some fun stuff mm. on betting above the rim. We have some staple segments that we do. And John Shames, your producer, is my executive producer. So we, we've we've moved him up to the penthouse. It's going to be fantastic. He's going to actually hop on the air with me for a few segments. So uh, one thing we do is called Knuckleheads. Each and every week, we pick out you know anywhere from five to seven, whether it's video clips or tweets or whatever. It could be bad beats, things like that, where we put people on blast. And we have some fun. Sometimes it might make you laugh, might make you cry, anything, whatever. It's fun. It's awesome. It seems to, you know, people seem to be really into it. I go up against the clock, Ben Stevens. It's the fastest Mm. two minutes of sports talk, radio, and television. John and my new producer, Bocce, will come up with anywhere from five to seven questions. And I have to answer them all in two minutes and give you, like, a reason. It can't just be like, yes, no. I have to actually give you a little little bit of something, a little bit of meat on the bone, uh, and we see how many we can get through. And I don't get a chance to see these. We do a roll call. I, I pick out top 10 lists. I, we got the Zary Awards. That happens every couple of, of months or whatever it may be. Um, John, am I allowed to unveil what we're doing for the opening of the show now? Or are we waiting for tomorrow? I'm, okay, I'm not allowed. I was told. Oh, wow. Okay. That was allowed. also, I could hear John there. That was a firm no, that's called a tease in this business. You have to wait until betting above the rim 10 a.m. Eastern time on the Spiz Grizz tomorrow morning. The pride very strong in the BATR group because a Hofstra alum and Keith Arizari, a Hofstra student currently in Andrew Bocci Galupo, who also works 
on this show as well. And then Syracuse, of course, shout out our man John James, who will be sitting here in the, in the captain's chair, I hear, live on air tomorrow for betting above the rim. So, Keith, if you'll allow me, let's go to the big picture view now for the NBA. We are at the All-Star break, but it's not like the midway point of the season. In fact, most teams have played at least 58, 59 games around the league. So as we look at the NBA title odds, the co-favorites currently, the Warriors and the Suns at plus 460. Then the next four best odds, all teams hailing from the very up in the air Eastern Conference. So what are Keith's thoughts about the NBA now as we enter All-Star Weekend? Call me a narrative chaser. And if we could go back to about 10 minutes ago, I mentioned Gonzaga, and I mentioned them losing in the big game. Could they get yeah. back there and win? How about we say the Suns? Can they get back there and win? I think they're better this year than they were last year. I think everyone has fallen into their roles and knows exactly what they do. I know that the narrative, again, to use, is that Chris Paul fails in the big moments. At some point, I feel like this future first ballot Hall of Famer gets over the hump. I don't see anything in the East as constituted this minute that scares me from the Suns. Obviously, things can change. There can be buyouts. There can be guys getting healthy. Maybe the Nets really gel and Durant and Ben Simmons are just a perfect fit and Kyrie Irving is actually allowed to play all of the games that he wants to be a part of. With all that being said, I think this is the Suns to lose. The Warriors are intriguing. I know that. But yeah, give me the Phoenix Suns, man. I think that value is certainly still there on Phoenix at plus 460. They were plus 850, Keith, in the Western Conference, the fifth best price entering the year to win that title for a second straight season. That made no sense to me at the time. Glad to see they are getting some respect in this marketplace. 48 and 10 at the All-Star break for the Phoenix Suns on another long winning streak, having won seven straight, entering the All-Star break this weekend in Cleveland, Ohio. So not only NBA championship odds, Keith, you mentioned on betting above the rim, you do the fastest two minutes. We fire off questions, get your initial responses and reactions. Well, this morning on the FanDuel Sportsbook, make playoff odds back up for the NBA. I haven't seen these. You haven't seen these. So let's just put them up on the screen right now and go through them and see if we can find any value as we see these odds up right now. Our producer, John Shames, sending us where these make playoff odds are. Keith, look at the board. Any of those to make the playoff stand out to you the most? The Hawks, right? I mean, the team that goes to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, you have to believe that they're going to figure this out. They got one of the best players in the game and Trey Young, a bunch of nice pieces there. Uh, Who else? Um, There's no value with the Cavs. There's not great value with the Timberwolves on the yes. The Hornets are fascinating, but not so much. And I I mean, I guess minus 340. I can't. I'm not laying that for the Nets. No. No, So the Hawks are the only one that I might I might look at. I think that's a great point, though, looking at the Hawks and maybe even the Hornets because that's where the value is on those two teams. And the reason I think there is plus money on both of those teams is because of the fact the Hawks right now in the 10th spot, currently in the Eastern Conference standings, a part of that play-in tournament. So plus 154 to the yes. And then the Hornets were in that ninth spot, but enter the All-Star break, losing nine of their last 10 games at plus 410. 
But the thing that should be noted about this market, and they give you that notice on the FanDuel Sportsbook, settled on the final eight teams to make the postseason. So you have to get out of the play-in tournament to cash these tickets. That's why the Hornets at plus 410 and the Hawks at plus 154 do have some value. I wish the Nets were a little bit better, but at minus 340, I don't love that. And the plus 260 to the no, Keith, also not all that enticing because if the Nets are even in the play-in tournament and you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons back in the fold, even if the chemistry hasn't necessarily molded to the best of its ability, that team's probably getting out of the play-in tournament, in my humble opinion. Uh, the, the the minus 340, by the way, that's it's crazy. But if you have, like, John Shane's kind of money where you can just drop, like, 500 grand on it, then, yeah, you throw the, throw the 500,000. It's in, It'll be an easy uh, easy way to build your bankroll. But, I mean, that's John yeah. Shane's money. Yeah, I mean, we're not all as good as our man, John Shane, certainly. And it should be noted, by the way, that we talked about the Hornets and the Hawks both in that ninth and 10th spot, respectively, in the Eastern Conference standings right now. Both teams just two games under 500. The Nets in the eighth spot, only seven games back from the top spot in the Eastern Conference, three games above 500, 31 and 28. As you go to the play-in tournament in the West, the Portland Trailblazers, who have won four straight games, are still nine games under 500. They're in that 10th spot currently. The Pelicans, who are on that board, as are the San Antonio Spurs, both just a couple of games behind the Portland Trailblazers right now, but both 13 games under 500. Keith, it's crazy the dichotomy between the Eastern Conference, a very competitive league right now, and the Western Conference on that side of things, very top-heavy, but some of those teams in the play-in tournaments, well under 500 at the moment. Yeah, I don't really believe in much from those, those bottom-tier teams, and even now you look at the LA Lakers losing Anthony Davis for yeah. a minimum four weeks. Like, Who knows what they are? Who knows what's going to happen with LeBron? He's mentioned that he's got a sore knee that feels a lot like his ankle did two years ago. So, yeah. again, I'm a LeBron guy. John knows this. He's worked with me for a while. I love LeBron James. He's one of my favorite players to ever watch just play the sport of basketball. I don't believe that he's ever really going to be like, eh, I'm out. I just don't want to do this anymore, and I'll let this team lose. That being said, if suddenly they're like the 11th team, how much do the Lakers want to push LeBron and grind him into the ground, knowing that he's 37 years old, and you're hoping that next year is better? So I, I don't know what's going to happen with these L.A. Lakers. And it's going to be all on LeBron to keep the Lakers in that play-in tournament field now and maybe even have a hope of getting out of it. But it seems a little bit bleak right now. LeBron, one of the two captains for the All-Star game on Sunday in his return to Cleveland. And the team LeBron on the FanDuel Sportsbook right now favored by six points against Team Durant. The over-under, 320 with an Elam ending. Keith, LeBron in all-star games as a captain, a perfect 4-0 straight up. Now a six-point favorite in his return to Cleveland. What do you make of the all-star game on Sunday night? I make it his team is going to be 5-0 when all is said oh. and done. Oh, yeah, mark it down. If we're going to, like, if we could do that big stamp or something, if you have a sound effect, like something like a gavel, it's happening. <laughs> Thank you. That was beautiful. You are awesomeness embodied in a host of the morning after 
Thank you. I think LeBron James, again, let's go back to that word narrative. And, and unfortunately, like I know the broadcasting thing is you're never supposed to say the same word that often. But when there's a right. trend or a streak or something you're focusing on, and for me, and I'm going to talk about this tomorrow as well, I'm betting above the rim, is the narrative. And the narrative thing in all-star games, it, there, there's a couple of ways you can go. One narrative is older player or player playing at their home arena wins an MVP. Yep. LeBron fits the older player. LeBron fits the coming back home to Cleveland, the place that he finally got them a championship narrative. That's one side, right? The second side is young, exciting player who can do something crazy, can dunk a lot, can have a lot of pizzazz. If we go there, John Morant is someone you could look at for an MVP for this game. Yeah. And John Morant, the fourth best odds now to win the NBA All-Star Game MVP at plus 650. LeBron tied for the second best odds with Joel Embiid at 6-1, to one, only behind Giannis, who is plus 430. And to further the narrative, LeBron has a chance in this All-Star Game as a perfect team captain, 4-0 entering in his hometown or around his hometown. He's from Akron, but, you know, Cleveland, Ohio, to join Kobe Bryant, whose now name is coined on the All-Star MVP trophy, and Bob Pettit as the only four-time NBA All-Star Game MVP winner. So narrative, Keith Arizari, might be a very big thing this weekend in Cleveland, Ohio, a big weekend here on the Spiz Grizz, betting above the rim, makes it return, hosted by Keith tomorrow morning, starting at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Keith, I can't wait to see the show, and thank you for joining us here on a Friday on the morning after. Ben, you're the best. Remember, if you can't trust me, how can you trust yourself? Think about that. We'll talk soon. Wow. That, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about that. End of my weekend. I'm also going to think about controlling our own destiny in interesting circumstances as well. All great thoughts provided by Keith Arizari on this Friday on the morning after. It's All-Star Weekend in the NBA. So the best bet for the weekend has to be for that All-Star game. I break that down next as we round out the morning after on this Friday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Our three hours together on this Friday. Our week here on the morning after on SportsGrid is about to come to a close. Sirius XM Channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. And all across the Sports Grid Network, I am Ben Stevens. But before we head into the weekend, All-Star Weekend in Cleveland, Ohio, you need a best bet for All-Star Weekend. Not the skills challenge or the three-point contest, although Luke Kennard, a very juicy plus money number, but also just the All-Star game itself so before we say farewell before we say goodbye it's time to break down the all-star game best bet it's time for bye 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 all right so we start with the total it's at 320 for team lebron yeah it is it's at 320 for team lebron and team durant team lebron a six-point favorite and again that over under is 320 Here's what you need to know about the format of the All-Star game that leads us in to the best bet. It's an Elam ending. 
What does that mean? It's different than what we see throughout the regular season or postseason in the NBA. An Elam ending is an untimed final quarter where teams play to a set total and whoever reaches that number first wins the basketball game. So at the end of three quarters of the All-Star game in Cleveland on Sunday night, the team that is in the lead, 24 points in honor of Kobe Bryant, will be added to that team's total, and then both teams will try to get to that number. So let's say that Team LeBron has a 122-115 lead at the end of the third quarter. 24 points added on to 122, and the two teams play to 146. Thus, we go under because of that Elam ending and the last two years in the NBA All-Star game 2020 went well under this total of 320 last year it pushed on 320 I think because of the Elam ending and the competitive nature we see in the fourth quarter we go under that All-Star game total of 320 points the morning after each and every weekday right here on Sports Grid. it starts at 9 a.m. Eastern it goes until noon Eastern time and I am Ben Stevens. Have a great weekend. We'll talk on Monday.